so many people say, well, you're a makeup artist, so you only care about people looking pretty, which if you know me, that is completely the opposite of anything that I believe. I just want you to feel truly 100% like you, like you are a badass queen, like you are out there and you can you can conquer the world. And if that means for you, you know, dyeing your hair purple, or if that means for you, you know, wearing a fresh face and not doing anything, but maybe a little mascara, or if that means for you doing a full beat every single day, then just do it. But the thing is about accepting and loving who you are and knowing how to celebrate it. That, that for me is the whole reason I'm alive. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own version of success. Hello and welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, the place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Canty, Boss Babe co-founder and your host for today's episode. So let's get right into this because one thing that a lot of us want to do is reach the top of our careers be the best that we can be and be really well known for it. So today's interview is pretty special as I got to sit down with Mally Ronkel. She is a makeup artist to Beyonce, Rihanna, Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, Heidi Klum, and so many more amazing women. So I'm asking Mally, how do you actually get to the top of your career? What does that look like? And we heard some behind the scenes stories along the way. Mally was having me on the edge of my seat when she was telling me the story about how she told Beyonce her makeup was finished in just 10 minutes and that actually it would normally take two hours. So you're going to have to listen to find out about Beyonce's reaction to that. And also about how she really got her reputation in the beauty industry. She also had me revealing a few things about my personal life, including the lie that I have told my boyfriend about something to do with makeup. So you can find that out too. So this is such a fun episode. So I really hope you enjoy it. Mally is an absolute queen. So as you are listening, make sure you're tagging myself at Danielle Canty, tag at bossbabe.ing and also tag Mally at Mally Wonkow. You're going to love this episode and also fall in love with her just like I did. Mally, welcome to the Boss Babe podcast. I feel like we should have hit record about 10 minutes ago of giggles that we have just been having. You are such a bright light and I'm so excited to dive into this interview with you today. It's such an honor to have you on, first of all. Oh my gosh, I love you. Well, you know I'm obsessed with you and all your badassery that you live with all over and just changing the world, mommy. You're changing the world and you're just so incredible. And I'm obsessed with you in, in, in a healthy, loving, motherly <laughs> way. I think I could, I could definitely be your mother, which freaks me no, out a little bit. No, you could not. You absolutely couldn't. But I appreciate the sentiment for sure. Now, you are <laughs> yes. literally one of the most sought after makeup artists <laughs> in the world. You have done makeup for Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez. And from my understanding of doing research on you before this interview and just learning about you over you know the last few times we've met, yeah. I hear that one of the things that you, it makes you a really sought after celebrity makeup artist isn't just because you are incredible at doing makeup, but it's also your philosophy 
behind makeup and beauty. And so I want to start there. I really would just love to know like how you got into it and what beauty really means for you. So literally when I was the little baby in the womb coming out with the makeup wand in my hand, I always knew that the end game was to somehow have a makeup line. I was obsessed. As a child, I would make up products. Like I'll never forget. This is you, you're you're all gonna hear this and be like, ah, uh, that is not new. But back in the day, y'all, back in the day, there was no such thing as a double-ended lipstick and lip gloss. Okay. It just wasn't a thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. I, I was like probably eight years old. And I was like, we need to do this. This is something we need to. So it's always been there. And the thing that I think really stands out for me First and foremost, I've always had the philosophy ever since I was a young girl, being Filipino in an all white, basically white and black community. I was the only Asian feeling very, very like an outsider and feeling like I was not one of this community. My parents teaching me that what makes you different makes you beautiful. So as a makeup artist and as a human, I've always looked for the special different kind of crazy nuances, not only in people's faces, but in their personality and what, what's different about them that we can bring out, that we can help them to shine in ways that nobody else has. So just to get a little background on how like being in a glam squad, quote unquote, is with, you know, when you're working with a celebrity or a high profile individual, they've got their team of people, right? There's the publicist and the assistant and the, you know, the dressers and all these people and their parents and their friends, you know, they're all there. And, and of course they're all there to make someone feel comfortable, right? They're making this particular performer comfortable so that he or she can go out there and perform to her best ability so that, you know, they, they can shine. I've always found it very important to stay who you are, but also be able to fit in, not in a bad way, fit in, but fit in so that you can help with the symphony of the creation of what's happening, right? So I've always been able, hopefully, to kind of do that. And that's why I feel like I've been blessed again and again to get called back to be in these glam squads, to be with these people. I love that. So let's just rewind to those school years. When did you first start putting on makeup? I'm really curious as what your journey was there and how you developed a relationship that then you're like, you know what? I want to turn this into a career. My mother, who passed away when I was 17, was glamour, darling. She was the most glamorous, beautiful, effervescent, joyful, loving human who put her makeup on every single day. She was a doctor. She was very fabulous. Heels every day, nails done, lots of jewelry, love Chanel, you know, the whole shebang. And she would go to the hospital and she'd clickety-clack those high heels all the way down. And I would watch her and I would be like, this is so fascinating. Like her beauty, right? Her whole thing was part of her persona. It's what made people... They were attracted to that energy of how much she cared for herself. So in my mind, makeup was always kind of self-care. Makeup was also, you know, a very special way to present yourself to the world because it was so important. 
I looked at her. She was my idol. My dad as well is a doctor. They are my idols. And so I thought that's what I was going to be. I was like, well, obviously I have to be a doctor too, being Filipino as well. It's something that we're all expected to be in some kind of medical field, right? My mom died when I was a senior in high school. So I, I stayed, tried to stay near my dad in upstate New York. I, I started pre-med. I was awful at it. Awful. I was like, this is not what I expected it to be. When do we get to put makeup on and high heels and go to the hospital? I ended up switching to fashion design. Again, pivoting, going where, you know, and that was kind of like an aha moment. Like I was like, okay, well, I know I love makeup. I also love clothes. I can't get into that world. So let me just go where I can be near those people. I can let's be near talk, the beauty industry. Let's talk about that for a second because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of nervousness around pivoting and making those changes. And I pivoted from being a chiropractor. You know, I went to school. Yeah. I got in debt going to chiropractor school. I did it for nine years and was like, do you know what? This actually isn't for me. And as much mm-hmm. as I love it, it just doesn't feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose I was tormented with changing that for a long time. And I did it very gradually, but I felt I had a lot of guilt. And I'm curious because I think a lot of people are in this position where they're in careers that, you know, we change as we get older. Or we, in your case, realize you think you're meant to because family pressures or like expectations Mm -hmm. within families kind of sends you down one track and then you realize that you want to pivot. Like, how did you manage your mindset and how did you decide, no, I absolutely have to change majors or I don't know the terminology out here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was that process like for you? The reason why I had no problem with changing it and not to be, I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm going to say it. My mother was diagnosed with breast cancer before I turned one year old and they gave her six months to live and she lived for 17 years. So for literally my entire childhood and early teen years, I don't want to say I lived in fear that the person that I loved most was going to leave, but I lived every day knowing that if you didn't grab the world by its balls and do what you want to do, one day you're not, you're just not going to be here. I've never been that person to kind of, hmm, hmm, should I do that? Should I do that? I've always, as as much as living in that hell in a way for all those years was awful, it taught me the lesson so clearly, Danielle, so clearly that you have one life. And if you don't do what you want to do and fulfill your heart and soul, then what's the point? Actually, just a really powerful reflection there is that, you know, we do only get one life. And I don't think that has to be said in a Debbie Downer way, but in a way that's like inspiring that you get to, mm-hmm. you get to pursue happiness and you get to change. Yeah. I think there can be cultures where changing your mind is a bad thing. And mm-hmm. I absolutely think the opposite. And I, bear in mind, I was probably brought up in a culture where if you say you're going to do something, you stick to it. And I had a lot of resistance to changing that because I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm reneging on a commitment that I made. Whereas now I look at it completely different. Actually, I get one life and I get to be happy and I get to really fulfill my purpose. And what's the worst that can happen? Oh, I'm happy you're doing this thing. And I think that's really amazing. And imagine also if you hadn't pivoted all the 
women and people that you've gone on to help wouldn't have been impacted by now what you do. So yes. talk to me about, you know, you've, you've gone to fashion college, you've graduated. Yeah. How did you mm-hmm. get into the celebrity scene that you found yourself in? Okay, so let me let give me us, give us a story. This. I want to hear it. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you the dish. I'll give you all the tea. Get ready. The tea. <laughs> so let me yes. So let me preempt this whole thing by saying I never set out to be a quote unquote celebrity makeup artist. Before that, I wasn't doing just celebrities. I was hustling. I was doing magazines. I was doing you know commercials. I was doing li- music videos for little tiny you know artists in town. Was I working for free? Yes. Was I making connections? Yes. Was I basically just getting my foot in any door I could get into? It was a different world now. I do want to say that because I don't want anybody listening here and or watching and say, oh, well, I want to be a makeup artist or a hairdresser or a stylist or whatever. And I'm just going to work for free all the time. It's a different world now. Instagram, the whole thing has kind of changed the mm-hmm. world. You know, back in the day, we didn't have internet. In order for me to prove what I could do, I needed to be in the room where it happened. You know what I'm saying? So I got lucky. I got lucky. I was blessed. I was guided, whatever, to follow that path. As a matter of fact, my agent, who's been my agent for a hundred years and is still to this day, Jim and Dorado, shout out, contact NYC, honey, he actually made up that phrase for me when we were like knee deep in the thing, because it wasn't actually really a word, right? It was just like, everyone was just professional makeup artists. And Jim was like, well, you're a celebrity makeup artist. You only work on celebrities at this point because this is all you have time for. Because literally, if you look at my calendars from those years where I was on the road, Danielle, I probably worked 300 and 50 days. Like I did not have a minute. I missed every holiday every for years, for years. I was hustling. Okay. But I didn't set out to become a quote unquote celebrity makeup artist. I just loved makeup and I wanted to put makeup on anybody or anything. I loved creating. I loved doing anything where I was connecting with a human and just like making them feel beautiful. That was all I wanted to do my agent, again, he was very intuitive. So again, take this back. Remember, we're 100 years old, year 2000 or something like that, right? And he's like, you know, I just feel like, you know, uh, it was like the years of the supermodels. You know how everyone's always talking about the 1990s supermodels and all that. Yes, I was there. I'm sorry to tell you. (laughs) However, he was saying, you know, I I just get the feeling that celebrities are going to become the new cover girls. And you have such a great personality for celebrity in the sense that you're a cheerleader, you're a lover, you're a mama, you're a nurturer. You also know how to make people look like they've had eight hours of sleep when they don't ever get sleep, right? Like he's like, and he saw that in me, that those were my strengths. And he said, I'm going to push you over here into this world and see how it works out. So that's kind of how that whole thing went down. And then something so interesting happened. I got booked to do Kelly Osborne. Now, Kelly Osborne at the time was a teenage angsty, I can say it because I was there, black hair. She had a, 
they, they wanted to make her a pop star. Sony called me and said, or called Jim and said, we want Mally to travel the world with Kelly and help her on her journey of pop stardom. So I was like, okay, sure, let's go for it. Meanwhile, there was this show called The Osbournes. So all of a sudden, I was being followed with the Osborne family. And I'm so grateful to Sharon and Ozzy and Kelly and the whole family for, for showing me that media was the next wave of beauty. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd walk down the street and I'd see teenage girls and they'd go, oh, you're Kelly's makeup artist. And they would like ask me makeup questions or say, how do you do that? And whatever. And I was like, this is the next wave of like magazines. And that's get on television, get on television. Now, mind you, again, this is years later. Now it's internet, however, which is, which is what kind of made me realize that when I was starting my line, I wanted to sell it on TV. It was a completely different, it just wasn't the mainstream, but I've Mm -hmm. always been that person. I've always been that person to say, I'm going to do this a different way. So when you Mm -hmm. were at this point in your career doing a lot of these celebrities, did you have a Mm -hmm. certain look that people could recognize as yours? The signature look was actually quite important for starting Mally Beauty because it was my meaningful difference in the makeup artistry world. Every makeup artist does have sort of a signature thing that they did. And again, it was the world colliding in, in, a, in a perfect storm when this look that we were doing on my girls was very popular, that kind of like bronzy, smoky eye, that dewy skin, that peachy glow, that glossy nude lip, kind of like what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> because it's my favorite. I'm not going to lie. It's what we like to do. However, long story short, it was actually the first day that I met Beyonce. And I don't know if you know this story, but I'm just going to tell it quickly because it is so important, not only for changing my life, literally my life changed that day, but also it's such an important message for anyone in business or anyone in the arts or anyone who's just living, which is to trust your whisper, to listen to your inner gut, listen to what your butterflies are telling you to do. So anyway, very long story short, Jim calls me at a job. He's like, this job is ending. I need you to go directly from this job right to this hotel. There's this girl. I know you know her. Her name is Beyonce. She's in Destiny's Child. This was before, this was before Dangerously in Love, before Crazy in Love, all that, right? She was still Destiny's Child. She was in a movie called Austin Powers Gold Member with Mike Myers. And she was playing Foxy Cleopatra. And I'm a whole lot of woman. She was going to a New York City premiere. And I was like, okay, love it. Let's go. Let's do our thing. And then as you do, and you are the queen of this as well, when you're about to go embark on a job, you do your research. So I didn't need to do much research because I knew Destiny's Child so well. I knew Beyonce's face. I also knew how she liked her makeup by the pictures that I'd see, which was at the time, you know, a lot of base, a lot of makeup, a lot of eyeshadow, big lashes. You know, it was again, it was, you know, the early 2000s and we love our makeup. Great. So I went in with the intention of doing exactly what I knew she liked. 
I said, okay, I'm all set. I got this. Let's go make it happen. She walks in, Danielle. Oh my gosh. Walks in, not a stitch of makeup on her face, completely naked face, diamond gold encrusted gown all the way to the floor, no shoes, no jewelry, nothing, just the skin and this gold. That's all I saw. She walked in and I literally, I think I gasped aloud. I think I went, because I'd never seen a creature so beautiful in my entire life. It was like there was light beaming from her. And I looked at her skin and I was like, what the fuck does she even wear foundation for? Like, what is, what's going on here? Like it was poreless and flawless and God, it was like, I know, I know. I get very excited about skin. Clearly people, I apologize if you're like, girl, calm down. Anyway, so she sits down in the chair. I introduce myself and I go to get the foundation brush. And literally I felt like, I don't know, God or Jesus or my mother in heaven grab my wrist and go, don't do it. Do not do this. You cannot do the thing. So 10 minutes, 10 minutes. I think I did a little concealer on her, a little eyeshadow, no lashes, just mascara, blush, gloss, blot, done, right? 10 minutes. And I said, okay, I'm done. And she was like, excuse me? And I was like, no, I'm done. And she was like, uh, no, boo, makeup takes two hours. And I, I don't know, again, where the, the devil came in out of my mouth. And I was like, uh-uh, Miss Thing, with your face and my makeup, it takes 10 minutes and you're ready to go. And I was like, what did I just say? What just happened? Thing to bring you on who just took over my body? And she looked at me with this face kind of like, okay, you realize this could end your career if this doesn't go well, but I'm going to roll with it. Like, Did you show her in the do? mirror? Did you like show her in the yes. mirror at that point? Sure. Okay. Yes. Yes. She was in the mirror. She could see it. Okay. And she, and she, she was, was like, she was like, okay, this is different, but I'm going to roll with it because it okay. you know, felt right. It was in the moment. Like just her, it was her skin. It was dewy. Oh, no, whatever. So I have to wait a week because, you know, we didn't have Instagram. The minute you walk out, you don't post a picture. You know what I'm saying? So I'm wait a week. I'm waiting for Us Weekly to come out, blah, blah, blah. I see the pictures and the magazines. I'm like, she looks kind of amazing. I don't know, whatever. But I didn't hear a thing. I get a phone call about a week after. And it's her publicist, Yvette Noel Shore, who, again, is another badass bitch. She said to me, okay, Mally, listen up. I said, okay. She said, uh, we did three premieres of Austin Powers, one in London, one in LA, and one in New York. We laid out the pictures. We showed Beyonce. She pointed to the picture you you did. And she said, this is what I want to look like. Call that girl and see what she's doing for the next two years. (gasps) And literally, yes. And literally, I I was like, what? (laughs) And she said, you know, we're about to embark on a huge press tour for Beyonce's first solo album. And we want to know if you want to come with us. And I was like, done. And it changed the course of my life, literally. So the point is, but getting back to 100 years ago, when you asked me about my signature look, it did create a change in the industry because everybody wanted to look like that. Where all of a sudden we were pull, you know, we were scraping off all the base, we were scraping off all the powder, and all of a sudden we wanted our skin to show, 
and we wanted to look glowy and we wanted to look healthy. And I, I, for lack of a better term, I capitalized on that moment in time. And I still really do. I believe in that look. I believe in that philosophy. I love having fun with makeup and I will do a blue eyeshadow any day. But for what people really want to look like, I think that that's always, you know, that's become a standard. You know what I mean? In the industry and in, you know, what women want. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting, and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. So I'm having like beautiful messages in that. I think sometimes we can doubt ourselves and the fact that you yes. went against the grain, you're like, but I see something different. Like you took a chance and you took a risk. Yes. And there is so much power in that. What I love about where we're at right now, we're embracing more individuality. And, you know, I live in West Hollywood in LA and it's one of my favorite places to go out in at night because anything goes. There is no pretentious atmosphere. Anyone dresses however they want, whatever they want. And it's just full acceptance. And it's literally one of my favorite places to go out. And I think that's what you really embody. And, you know, 
from what I know about you and who you've worked with and how you choose to live your life. And, you know, we've already mentioned like the drag queens that you're already like great <laughs> friends with and how you bring up your daughters. Like, I just think there's so much like that for me is like probably one of the the truest things about you. You are fully accepting and whoever mm-hmm. anyone wants to be in is less about covering that up and more about letting that out. And I think that's what you did with Beyonce. Like you gave her permission to be fully her. And now if you watch Beyonce's career and the styles that she has worn, it's all about who she is. She's always embraced her curves, like always yeah. embraced like what her natural looks are or her hair and then has like done all these extra things at certain points. But <laughs> I think that's like the magical magic of what, you know, Mali as a brand stands for too, mm-hmm. is it's like full acceptance in who you are. Thank you for saying that because that's what it's not just the Mali beauty brand, but the Mali Roncal brand, which is something that I have fought for my entire career. We say fly your crazy flag, fly your gay flag, fly your, you know, your, your whatever, whatever flag you got, let's fly (laughs) Yes, thank you. And that's what Mally Brand has been fighting for, for literally decades, is to finally let people be just who the fuck they want to be and stop trying to control so it makes you feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So you feel comfortable. I'm curious, were you at that point starting to become quite ambitious about where you wanted your career to go? Was that like a very intentional, right? I'm ambitious. I want to be as big a makeup artist as I possibly can. Um, I'm, and I'm curious where that ambition came from too. I've always been ambitious, but I haven't, I will say this, I've never been calculating, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I've always been ambitious in the sense that I knew that I wanted to be the best I could be. However, I was never, I, I, I've never been that person that's been like, I want to be famous. I want people to see me. I want to da, 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 da. I've just never been that. It's more been, I want to do my best, show the things that are my, what I feel like are my advantages, which is showing love giving positivity, making people feel good. And then maybe, just maybe then those things will automatically come to me. So while I was doing all of these things and working as a makeup artist, my agent and I simultaneously did say, the next step for you, Mally, because you also love to talk, shocker, is being a spokesperson. I started to realize again that this is another powerful way that I can affect the world is by opening my big ass mouth. So I would get jobs to be the spokesperson for Q-tips cotton swabs, for contact lenses, for Sephora. I was the spokesperson for Sephora for years where I literally did all of their press and I did all the makeup for all of their catalogs back when we would get catalogs in the mailbox. Okay. I would do all the makeup for that. And I knew, and they'd put me on TV. They'd put me on the local news. They'd send me to American Idol and I would talk about the look. And I knew that somewhere where artistry was my love and my heart, that I did have these other opportunities to make money and to affect the world. So I was then learning how to pivot within already my world that I was creating. Like, how can we make this bigger? How can we, you know, expand the Mali Roncal brand, not Mm -hmm. only by being known as a 
as a you know professional makeup artist, but also being known as someone who can speak about other products. And that's how things really just started to take off. You're at this point, you've been traveling with Calais, you're starting to do more and more celebrities, you're yeah. being spokesperson for several other brands. How mm-hmm. did you then start transitioning to setting up your own product line? Like how, what would that look like? While I was working as a celebrity makeup artist and living a wonderful, amazing, busy, incredible life, I was always, always building a brand always having that dream. What was then happening, Danielle, was I was working with the likes of Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez and Celine Dion and all of these people. Everybody then wanted to know, how do you make them look like that? How do you create these looks? And I was never using just one line. I was always mixing these things together, you know, mixing together products. I was always making my own products in my kitchen, in my blender, in my home. Like I've had so many stories about how I had to do Beyonce, say, for for the baby boy video, and we needed to make her body tan and shiny and gorgeous, but she's a beast. So she was covered in like bruises because she's always throwing herself to the ground. So I needed to create a body makeup that would be bulletproof and last all day. And Speaking look of someone beautiful. who has a lot of bruises, that is me. That is what <laughs> I have something for you. Don't worry. So it was always part of it, but it wasn't until I realized that I was in the right opportunity, the right space to launch it. So what was happening was all the magazines and all the TV shows, how do you get the look? How do you get the look? It was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to go. This is how I get the look because I make it and I can make it for you. And that's when I knew. So I was also, I'm just going to be quite frank with you, incredibly burnt out. I was tired of living other people's lives as much Mm -hmm. as I love them. I was tired of living on airplanes, albeit private planes still don't matter. You're still on a plane and you're still exhausted. Just pause on that a minute with you, like traveling the road. So you were away so many years, but you and your husband met when you were in your late teens, is it? No, I was 23. 23. I knew you were super young. And so you were having this long distance relationship in many ways. I do think there is like a difficult balance for a lot of women, whether it is they're away from their children or they're away from their partners. Well, there's just like so much. I I feel like a business is almost like having, it's it's like you wrote another baby, right? And like needs looking after consistently and tending to. How did you balance that? How did you navigate it? So we met, Bill was a model for many, many years. So he lived very much this lifestyle that I was going into. So I I was 23 when we met. He was 33. We met on a shoot. He told me he was going to marry me the day he met me. And three months later, we were engaged. So we knew that this was going to be the thing, right? And that was 27 years ago. We had a very special situation because he knew of, he knew that, at this time in my life. So when he started, I was still just a baby makeup artist. We, together with Jim, really crafted this career that I created. It was like knowing when to say no, when to say yes, when to kind of the nuances of doing the, you know, making the right choices for your career. He helped me with that. So that I was very grateful for that. So when things did start to really pick up and I had to go, 
he knew that you have to strike when the iron was hot. He'd say, you know what? This is not ideal. I'd love if we could be together every single day. But if you don't take this trip and you don't take this job, Danielle's going to be right behind you and she's going to grab it and she could potentially take your spot in this situation. And, you know, I'm not saying that you have to protect your, your, you know, your territory at all times, right? That's not how it works. But you do have to, when your gut tells you this is the thing you have to be doing right now, you have to do it. So in this sense, I was grateful to have a partner in life that understood this concept and would support it. You know, that's the thing that's hard. You know, you, you, you know, if you get into a relationship where people are saying to you, you know, Hey, what about me? What about me? You know, it's, it's tough because you are kind of torn. You know what I mean? And, 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 and did I many, many times want to stay home and stay with them? Of course I did, but I knew that this was the opportunity. However, you make it work. It's so funny having 15-year-old twins and a 12-year-old because we watch all these things. So we were, I did Beyonce's makeup for the Pink Panther movie with Kevin Klein and Steve Martin. And so we were watching it on TV and I was like, this was shot in Paris and this was shot in Prague and this was shot in New York. And they were like, mommy, that's so cool. And then I get to tell them stories about how daddy visited me in Paris and watched Beyonce's shih tzu with me when when she had to go do things. These are the memories that you make. So when you're building your empire, building your career, whatever, make sure you find time to fulfill that personal space also, because you don't want to resent. No matter how successful you are, you don't want to resent that maybe it took away from something in your heart, something you needed Mm -hmm. to do for your life and for your soul. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And I really respect that. And you said something else on this podcast interview that I just want to highlight. And it was like, you know, when you were striving, it wasn't because you were like out of ego. It was about being the best version of yourself. And I think that in accompaniment with what you've just said is like how you ended up getting to the heights that you did. Because it was always about Mm -hmm. putting your best foot forward, saying yes when that opportunity presented itself. And there's a Mm -hmm. saying that's like, you know, being success is when preparation meets luck. And I think that's what I really hear in the story as well around like, okay, well, Beyonce's got this challenge with covering her bruises for all day. You're like, okay, well, how could I provide the solution that fixes this? And I can see then how they went back to you so, so many times. I also want to ask you, you have done makeup for some of the most some of the most beautiful women, I'm putting quotation marks, some of the most beautiful women in the world because that's how we present them in media. I'm curious how many of them have actually suffered from imposter syndrome or had hangups. And you don't have to like name names of certain pieces, but mm-hmm. I think on my journey, what's really been powerful for me to understand is that we get to control our minds. And I personally have gone on this journey around understanding what beauty is for me and not feeling like I have to change everything about myself to be beautiful. And realizing that I'm very comfortable in who I am. I love that I have cellulite. I don't care that I have cellulite on top of my legs anymore. I really don't. And I don't care Mm -hmm. that I have this A spot who, don't tell anyone, but my new boyfriend's like, oh, what's this? (laughs) I love your little birthmark. I'm like, dude, it's a dark spot. I did not I was like, yeah, me too. I love my birthmark. 
So what I'm sharing is like, you can choose to get hung up about this. I could choose to be like, oh my God, I need to cover this. Or you can choose, I am fully accepting. I'm curious around what are the stories that maybe you were surprised about or that you've seen women overcome and just like messages to anyone listening. Because I think it's a, a really difficult place to be sometimes mm-hmm. when you judge every single imperfection yeah. and how we yeah. overcome that within ourselves to be fully accepting or as to be accepting as we possibly can be. Yes. There have been several beautiful, quote unquote, amazing, strong, powerful, badass women. And yes, do they feel the same insecurities? Of course they do. Everyone is human. Just because you are a celebrity does not mean that you are exempt. Uh, I have many stories, and of course, we won't name any names, but where people have been sitting in my chair and have out of the blue just started crying and just said, what what am I doing here? I'm, I do need to say that, not Beyonce. She didn't ever do that. But I've had many celebrities sitting in the chair and having that moment. Like, why am I here? I think a lot of that comes with exhaustion. I think I, I need to start by saying that it is very important for us to all remember to, I know I'm going to sound like a mama, but drink our water, get our sleep, take care of our bodies. We're learning that more than ever. Because what happens is when we start to feel weak physically, that's when the enemy attacks our emotions and our brains and starts to say, I don't know what you think. I mean, we've all had it. I've had moments, of course, where I'm sitting there going, who do you think you are? Why does anybody, Why does anyone want to listen to you? What are you saying? Stop talking. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's always, I've always had that. And I do want to say this. I feel like because of Instagram, TikTok, social media in general, we are all celebrities. We are all, all of a sudden, putting all of our things out there, right? If you choose to, you're showing the world your age spot, your cellulite, your drama, your thing, and you're opening up. I feel like sometimes we do slam social media a lot, right? And I think we're always like, oh no, you know, this is terrible. Everybody does. I do want to give one quick shout out to social media in a good way, because I do have three daughters that are 15, 15, and 12, and they're all completely different body shapes, completely different looks, completely different styles. And every single one of them loves the skin they're in. And I only have to believe that that's because they're seeing themselves somehow represented in the media. And that's the one good thing about social. As bad as it can be, where it can be like, you'll hate yourself because you're not perfect. There's so many amazing influencers and people coming out now that are loving who they are. And it has given freedom to to all of us in a sense that it makes it okay. What is beautiful has now opened up to what magazines dictated for such a long time. And I think social media has 100% opened that up. And I also think as well, because of that, we have these communities which support each other's beauty if you and obviously not every community is like this and but you can find them now and I think that's one thing that I've really realized is that you know it's 
I'm not saying it's an easy choice, but like confidence is a choice. And I, I was actually talking about this on a podcast I just recorded on mindset. Like your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions. And you can end mm-hmm. up on negative spiral loops or you can end up on positive spiral loops. And I'm not ever That's saying right. that you don't have these negative things that pop in your head being like, oh my goodness, I like ugly today. Or oh my goodness, my eyes are bags. Sure. Or, you know, all these things. Sure. But you have a choice. And I think being conscious of the spiral that then you go down or okay, let that yeah thought pass and I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today. I'm choosing to focus on this thing. Is that actually a really empowering part of beauty? Because I do think the more that you embrace your own beauty, the more that radiates out of you. And people like being around people who are happy. And so I I think... You know, we each get to choose to be like, well, what is my happiness? I don't feel like I need to look to like Beyonce to be happy. I feel like I can look like me and be happy. And you are, and you should, and that's the great thing. Yes. And to add to what you just said, it can change every day. Mm -hmm. Like it can change in the moment that you're in. Like some days I work out like a beast because I watched, you know, that particular video of that dancer. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. I want, I want some of that today. And then some days I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm 50. I feel good. I'm just going to like, sit here and, you know, eat, a, eat eat some snacks with my kids and feel happy and, and that's okay. And as long as you're moving forward and taking a step ahead and having a healthy mindset about yourself and choosing positivity or choosing joy or choosing to step one foot in front of the other, even when it's hard, that's the way, that's the way to success, right? That's the way to do it. But it's funny because so many people say, well, you're a makeup artist, so you only care about people looking pretty, which if you know me, that is completely the opposite of anything that I believe. I just want you to feel truly 100% like you, like you are a badass queen, like you are out there and you can, you can conquer the world. And if that means for you, you know, dyeing your hair purple, or if that means for you, you know, wearing a fresh face and not doing anything, but maybe a little mascara, or if that means for you doing a full beat every single day, then just do it. But the thing is about accepting and loving who you are and knowing how to celebrate it. That's, that for me is the whole reason I'm alive. I love that. And if you were to pick like, do you have brand values at Manly Beauty that, because I feel yes. like you're right. Lots of people are like, oh, you know, makeup, it's like, you know, if you're wearing lots of makeup, you're not really embracing who you are, which is absolutely trash. Um, <laughs> so I was like trying to think of like the better words to describe yeah. that, but trash is what I came up with. Uh, we're going to go with it. Yes. So what, yes. what, are some, what are some of the ways that, you know, what are the brand values that you have at Manly Beauty that you want to install mm-hmm. in your customers? remember Mally Beauty, she's 17. She's had lots of happy lives and she's been, we've been through a lot together. But the, the number one, the first one that we came out with was dedicated to life, love, and a really good lip gloss, which was really just like a funny conversation because that's really what it's about. It's about life. It's about love and finding those little things that give you joy. Having a great, you know, cappuccino in the middle of the day or like finding a fantastic lip gloss that's fun to buy. And you just have this like, those are those little pockets of joy that you can get throughout the day. That's something that is important to me, not only as a woman, but as a mom, 
and as raising young women to go out there and find little happy moments in the day because it can be hard. Another big message from Mally Beauty is, again, what makes you different makes you beautiful. Celebrate that nose that people think that is too big. I was born with this crooked face. I used to be like, how do I hide it? What do I do? Now I'm out there, honey. Who gives a crap? I have a nose and I mean, a mole in the middle of my nose right here, which everybody is always like, you got a little something right in the middle of your nose. And I'm like, yeah, it's my beauty mark. Love it. Love it. You know, all those things. So that's always been a thing. And, And really, it's just about accepting. Acceptance. It's about joy. It's about lifting you up. And if you want to be a drag queen, be a drag queen. If you want to be a natural queen, be a natural queen. It's all up to you. We just want to give you the tools to make it happen in any way. And that's why we make makeup in all different like levels. You know what I mean? Like we make fierce, heavy duty makeup and we make natural makeup. So you can be whatever you want to be that day. And your makeup is literally insane. I feel like you do this eyeshadow and this is, I'm just going to put this for you. So the shadow stick. The shadow stick that then goes under the eyes too, because I love a smoky, mm-hmm. but as you know, I'm like not great at makeup, but I <laughs> love that. And do you want to have one about your translucent powder? Because I've been using that. I don't know yeah. if I'm using it correctly or not, but I'm loving it. <laughs> you can't make a mistake. That's the best part. Okay, so guys, she said translucent powder. And just so you know, it's this one, the clear one. It's not a powder, right? We call it the face defender because it literally does everything I always say translucent powder wished it did without the nasty side effects. Can you tell I sell on television? Without the nasty side effects, because what it does is it sets your makeup, it makes your pores disappear, makes your wrinkles disappear, but it's crystal clear. So like RuPaul uses this. I mean, it's so clear that it's like, it's, it's, it's not even makeup, right? It's not even makeup, but it just makes your skin perfect. And so you can't make a mistake with it, Danielle. I'm sure you're using it right. But that's the thing that I love too about makeup in general. You don't like it, just wash it off. If you don't like the way you look or if it didn't work out for you, on my Instagram at Mally Ronkel, I do a lot of makeup tutorials. I just basically, when I sit down to do my makeup every day, I pretty much just turn the camera on and just do my thing. And there's many times when I make a mistake and I say, oh, I wanted to do a cat eye today, but you're wondering why I have a smoky eye because I messed it up. And that's what life is about, right? You're meant to do a cat eye, you end up with a smoky eye. That's the pivot. That's the move. That's the flex because you can do whatever you want to do. It's your life. If there's anyone out there that's watching, it's not too late. This is my thing. Because if I had a nickel for every person who came to me and said, you know what? I did this life. I did this. I'm done. You don't necessarily just have to have one career in your life. If you have a dream that's in you, I have so many other things that I'm not allowed to tell you yet, but I can't wait. And you'll be the first person I tell when I can, Danielle. There's more coming from Mally Ronkel. And this is not the end. So that's what I, I love want everyone to know. 
You know, so many mic drop moments. I think, you know, what your company stands for, embracing like, you know, the differences that we all have, even this you saying at the end, like it's never too late to make those changes. It really isn't. There's so much more time to do all the things. And I think that's just such a beautiful note to end this podcast on. So do you want to share your social handles where people can get their hands on Mali Beauty, where they can follow you for all your tutorials, all the good stuff? All the good stuff. Okay, so Instagram, Mally Ronkel. That's our crazy unicorn circus family with all of our rescue animals and all of the crazy life that we lead. Mally Beauty Instagram is, of course, the beauty brand. You can catch me on QVC all the time, qvc.com. As a matter of fact, I want to do a little bit of a plug for this because we have a total Mally experience on the QVC streaming channel. So QVC has just launched a streaming channel, but you can also get it on plus.qvc.com. So you can stream it from your phone. We have tons of videos there, not only beauty videos, but just like fun. I have a little show called Mally Makes It Better, which is lots of like love and cooking and positive energy things. And then lots of other new things coming up. So I want you to check that out, which is kind of amazing. And of course, Mally.com, which is our website. Lots of things coming up. So I'm very, very excited. But if you follow me on Mally Roncal Instagram, that's where I'm going to give you all the tea all the time. And I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes as well. But thank you for coming on, Mally. This will not be, Uh, this is the first interview, but it will not be the last. I know it. So (laughs) when you're ready to drop all the tea on all your new stuff, you're going to come back on too. Thank you for everything that you do for, I know it's men and women, but I'm going to say for women, I'm going to start to cry because I've got three strong little girls in this house. and having people like you who go out there and step out of there. I know, no. We're like a sob fest. (laughs) Thank you for doing what you're doing because you really do give me hope for, you know, the young ladies that are out there doing what they're going to do. So I'm so proud of you and I love you. And I'm so excited again to see what else you do in this world. Okay. That really means a lot to me. And you know what? I my mission at Boss Baby is just to let every woman know that they are worthy and they are beautiful and just the way that they are. And if they put their mind to it, they can do anything. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode on the Boss Babe podcast, then I'd absolutely love it if you leave us a review. As a thank you, we'll send you our Side Hustle Success Kit, your simple no BS guide to keeping track of everything that you need to do to start and grow your business. To access this freebie, all you need to do is leave us a review, then share a screenshot of your review with contact at bossboob.com and we'll send this must-have kit straight to your inbox.